Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Drew here. I'm gonna welcome you all to a uh, delayed, but it's okay. Phoenix down. This is uh, episode 7.0, um, and uh, tonight I have with me Matt. Hello. Better late than never, I guess, huh? Absolutely. Um, and that's it. Uh, we were trying to get someone uh, that kind of fell through, but hopefully we'll get him later on. Um, but me and Matt are soloing um, a very charming game, a game called Okami. I'm sure many of our listeners have heard of it. But probably not bought it, since that's why Clover Studios is dead now, right? <laughs> oh, is it? I haven't. I, I, yeah, I haven't even looked at that the the history of the game or anything like that. I, I figured Capcom proper made it, but um, yeah the 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 history of me with Okami. Uh, Okami came out, and for some reason I didn't care about it. I don't really know why. I think it may have came out during a time. Was it after the 360 had already hit? It was September 06, so was that the same fall that the 360 came out? I, I believe so. It, it, yeah, that way it was. And I um, just I was on the 360 bandwagon. I whatever. My PlayStation 2 never got played after that. Uh, pretty see, much. I was delayed by a year or two. Yeah, I got a launch one. I was I was one of those, but. And a lot, I missed a lot of things during that time that that came out, and it was critically acclaimed because Okami is apparently very critically acclaimed. Yeah, IGN apparently gave it uh, Game of the Year in 2006. They did. And then when the Wii version came out, they had their logo on the box cover. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Okami came out originally on the um, the PlayStation 2. Uh, and then later on, on the, the Wii, after the Wii, obviously after the Wii came out, it was about two years later, or uh, it was about a year later. Um, I, w- I, w- I should mention we're both playing the the PS3 version, um, the Okami HD, right? Yeah, which okay. comes highly recommended because yes. I've played them both now, and unbelievable how good this HD looks but we'll get into that probably a little later absolutely because I, I actually reviewed it for the website you can see my review is etgd.com but um plug in but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but okami uh, um, my history with it i saw it looked interesting because i you know i've always been a fan of um capcom obviously you know that, that's that's the crazy I, I thought capcom actually made this game so that's that's how dumb i am and it, for some reason, the the art style reminded me a lot of Beautiful Joe, because I think it has kind of that same art style. In that it's cel shaded. Yeah, cel shaded. Um, but yeah, uh, that was. I mean, I'd never played it before. This is the first time I ever played it. In fact, I like. I always had my eye on it because they said it's a lot like Legend of Zelda. And I was like, okay, well, that, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Legend of Zelda. And, uh, <laughs> and once again, that means nothing to me. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've always heard that as a comparison of this game. Yeah. So this is about as close as I've come. <laughs> this, this is, this is a lot like Legend of Zelda. You're going to, the, the, the whole formula of the, the Zelda thing is you do certain things, beat bosses, do complete dungeons. You usually get an item in that dungeon that, will open up 
new exploration routes. So with Okami, you get the new brush techniques. Like in Zelda, you get like a new piece of equipment or a new weapon or something like that. You know, like the hook shot or something. So it's it's um it, it's very much comparable to a Zelda game. And we definitely need to do a Zelda game sometime because holy crap. <laughs> I mean you've never played one of the most iconic video games that's ever been made. <laughs> yep. Wow. That still blows my mind. Justin hadn't played one either, so I was like it's crazy. So I, I have played the Super Nintendo one. The but I played the, just the, the Legend of Zelda. You mean you talking about a link to a past, or a link to the past? Yes. That's the Super NES one. Okay, that's the one I've played. But by played, all I mean is that I've started it about four times. And okay. Played about the first two to four hours a couple of times. Okay. So that, that that's the most I've ever played, and I've watched people play Ocarina of Time. Okay. Ocarina of Time is my personal favorite. The older guys, guys who are a couple of years older than me, theirs is a link to the past. But for me, because I'm a little bit younger and I was a big N64 guy, <laughs> the the Ocarina of Time was is will forever be my cherished Zelda game. Hmm. But uh, enough about Zelda. Let's get into Okami. Don't know why it's called Okami. I don't know what Okami means. Uh, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> it means great god or great spirit or wolf, depending on how it's written. Gotcha. All right. So that, that seems rather fitting. <laughs> sure. Uh, you play as a god um, named Amaterasu. Amaterasu. Uh First time I ever saw that character was in Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, it, it's a legendary wolf. Well, first off, it's a god who takes the form of a legendary wolf that uh, saved Nippon uh, a long, long time ago. Um, I, I, her and a warrior can't remember the warrior's name that um that stopped this great evil from taking over uh and um they kind of just they not necessarily worshiped the wolf but the villagers praised the wolf you know for for saving them for basically. saving them yeah yeah and the the tradition is passed on through generation to generation. In fact, I think is this is this how many years after that is this? Uh, I think they say it's a hundred years. Hundred years after that. He's been encased in stone for a hundred years. Yeah. So um, this very very lengthy introduction. Holy crap! I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep during the introduction. Nice. Don't you have to continue hitting a button though, to make yeah. the dial? Oh wow! So uh, at, at some point I stopped because it was just hit a button, read, hit a button, read. It's so hot in my apartment. I just I just fell asleep in my chair. Nice. But I, uh, one ahead. thing I want to comment on is that the different characters and the legends and, and stuff in this game are based on real Japanese kind of legendary historical figures and and gods and stuff. Yeah. 
it's Japanese myth and folklore. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know much about Japanese history. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard for me to tell. You know, some of the names and some of the characters are roughly based on these historical figures. Yeah, but how well they are emulated in this game. In terms of the the characterization or whatever, I have you know I have no idea. Right. So um, after a long introduction where Matt fell asleep, <laughs> uh, this ancient evil has returned, um, and uh, it's returned by I, I don't know if the, we'll ever see that person again. Some dude came up to the legendary sword that killed the beast um and he tried to remove it and it released the the demon or the the big evil i don't did they say what the name of the evil is there's just the darkness it's not the the or- orochi or orokai or is that just one of the it could be the orochi yeah i'm not sure if that is it or if that is just uh, one of the underlings that the true evil uses. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just the big bad. You know, I mean, that's that's the best thing that I can I can describe. It's it's the big bad evil. So I just um, so it 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 comes out because of some moron who <laughs> wants the sword apparently, and then he runs away. But um, it's, it's back. It's te- it's uh, slowly, or it's not slowly. I think it did it instantaneously take over the world. Uh, yeah, I think pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, I guess it's time to um wake up the uh the god. I, I can't even. I, I don't know how this all happened. So. There's this goddess that shows up. She's the goddess of the trees, I think. Sakuya? Sakuya. She's 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 some type of a goddess. Um and she actually comes to to awaken I'm I'm Amy. Yeah, Amy. <laughs> I'll just call him Am- her Amy. Amaterasu. Um and uh wakes her up. Says, "Hey, you are needed because this evil has taken over. Everything is turned to cold, dark, and you know, just lifeless. And uh, all the people have actually turned to stone. So, um, and this is all in the introduction. Still, we haven't even controlled the character yet. Uh, there's also another supporting character. That uh, everybody mistaken for a bug, but apparently it's not a bug. He calls himself the wandering artist. <laughs> yes. Um, has uh, has has the ability to to manipulate certain things with a special celestial brush that uh, certain gods and other people who do a lot of training uh, can use. Um, but uh, that uh, that character. Is basically the comic relief. Uh, his name's Eason. 
uh, it's very, it's kind of like a loud mouth, uh, speaks kind of like, uh, an, how an American would on the streets kind of thing, <laughs> not cursing or anything, but just, you know, we're gonna go over there or something like that. They say things like that. Yeah. Very uh, casual. Yeah. Casual speech. And they, we also need to mention that the Amy doesn't talk at all. Yeah. At maybe. best, he, he'll howl. Yeah. Or maybe bark. He bark. does bark. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Issen acts as your... Basically, he says the things that Amy would say some of the time. Yeah. And also, he, he's kind of like your guide. He's your navvy. Another yeah. Legend of Zelda reference. <laughs> um, except not as annoying. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, you... I'm just going to say you from now on. Uh, uh, Issen. I, I may be pronouncing that totally wrong. Issen. Uh, have to... Or tasked with, basically, rejuvenating the world by... Um, the, Removing the darkness from the area, uh, and uh, most of the time that can be done by uh, revitalizing a, a special tree, like a spirit tree, which is actually a piece of uh, of the goddess. Um, crap, was Sakuya? Sakuya. I keep wanting to say Sakura, but it's not Sakura. Um, or Sakura, however you pronounce that. Um. So she, she might be like the goddess of the woods, I think. Yeah, it says she's a wood sprite, and she's the protector of Kamiki Village. Okay. Um, so at this point, you take over as uh, Amy, and uh, you originally start out at this um, at the at the tree, the base of a tree, a large tree. Um, and it's one of the. And after uh, another big thing about the the start of the game here is that after the hundred years, you've lost all your powers, essentially. Okay. So you need to go through and and acquire all these different powers again before you can face whatever the or- Orochi, the big bad. Yeah. So um, you you slowly over the course of the game, obviously, it's a lot like Metroid on in that sense. Uh. You begin at the the base of this tree. You notice that there is a bright light coming from the tree, and you can enter that light. When you enter that light, you show up at the uh, River of the Heavens. At the River of the Heavens, it's basically just a floating plane in space, almost. Yeah, it's a little it's a little weird, a little ethereal here in the beginning, because you're not really in a world. You, I, I don't know where we are. If we're in some kind of plane, like you say, it reminds me of that. The spirit plane and Jade Empire. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot like that. Um, so we go to the spirit or, or the spirit plane. The <laughs> the river of heavens. And um you, you mean this is where you st- it's kinda like the tutorial. You you learn yeah. how to run and walk, jump, and uh, you know, do double the double jump or wall jump thing and how to attack and stuff like that. Um and uh, you know, and the whole time they're kind of like introducing the characters as well. They're they're you know they're learning stuff. Yeah, there's still a lot of exposition even after the long intro. <laughs> yes, there's a ton, but um, the first thing 
that we learn is that is when we learn that Nissen has the ability to use the astral brush. The astral brush is this special brush, obviously, that um, can alter reality itself. Um, and there's different techniques that you can learn that will allow you to rewrite reality almost. Yeah, change the world around you. Exactly. And um, the first one we learn is uh, restoration. Yeah, restoration. Because you get to the bridge, the river of the heavens, and you can't cross it. Yeah. And so I was thinking I was going to be drawing a bridge. So when I filled it in, no, I just made water appear. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have to fucking slowly swim across. Why does a dog, or not a dog, but why does a wolf die in water? I don't know. You'd think since he can jump up out of the water that he could still breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. So um, we make the bridge. That's the first ability we learn. In fact, I don't know if we're going to use that ability much anymore. Unless... Well, the restoration is the one that you use on all bridges. and You, you do use restoration quite a bit. Do you? Yeah, at least five or six key times so far in the game. Yeah, I like see. I I don't know what actually. Most of the time, I'm just drawing a line and something fixes, and I'm like, <laughs> yes. is, is that a restoration or what? It's generally a line or a circle. Yeah. So I um, I got we we, we should explain first the mechanics of the game. So obviously, it, it's a, it's an action game, it's a platformer at times. You can jump and, and run and stuff like that. You can also attack. Um, the, the the big hook to the game is whenever you use the astral... Or astral... What the hell? Celestial brush. Celestial brush. I'm saying astral brush. Um, I think you want to Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so you use the brush to, to alter things, but it also helps you out in other situations as well. You can use it for combat. You know, you can uh, do special attacks against enemies and, um, it, it's basically you hold down. Uh, are you playing, are you trying to play with the move? Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Uh, just because in my mind you would need to have the navigation controller. Oh, you don't have that? No, or you know, and I, I don't want to hold the move in my right hand and a regular controller in my left hand. So, I you know, I, I I'll try it out. I plan on trying it out before maybe the next recording, but I can't see with just the move controller playing the whole game that way. Yeah, so you, you still have to have the left analog stick. You know? Yeah, this is why I didn't want to play the Wii version. So, but um, yeah, it's um. What you do is you hold down a button, especially R1, and a almost like a um, crap. They had they used them over there in um, Egypt. The 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 paper. What's it called? Uh, papyrus. It's like it's kind of like that paper. Scrolls. Yeah, scrolls, but it's made out of like a a very thick kind of paper. Um, and it basically parchment. Parchment. There you go, and it covers the screen. And it has outlines of everything that you see on the screen. Whatever's on the screen, it shows up on that screen as well. But it's it's like, sort of in a brown and black, exactly. monochrome color. You can you can change it. Obviously, you can draw on it. Well, I think you can change it is overstating it a bit because almost everything you do does nothing. And even even if you're on the thing that you're supposed to be doing, sometimes it does nothing. 
so your 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 ability to interact with the world once you've frozen it is is very limited more so than i sort of expected going into the game yeah i'm a horrible artist apparently <laughs> very bad yeah me too that's where i think the move would be helpful i, th- I think it would be too they have a l- little more precision but um so yeah, you you the, the you you use the brush obviously, and when you let go of the button, the the film comes off, and hopefully you did it correctly to where it would change something. Yeah, it sounds complicated because you got to hold R one down to bring up this freeze frame, then use the the left analog stick to move the brush around, and then you have to push square to put the brush down onto the paper. Yeah, but it, it's really not that hard to do. Nah. But, um, so that's basically the hook of the game. And that's, you use that for both combat and as well as solving puzzles. Although there is also regular button combat. Yes. And we will definitely get into that. Um, so back to the story. We, we, we meet up with, um, Sakia. And she shows us this gigantic statue of the hero that saved the village. Nagi. Nagi. hundred years before. Um, but he's missing something. Oh, no. He's holding his arm out toward the sky. Like he's holding a blade of some sort. Maybe if we use the brush, we might be able to fix something. So we draw a line going straight up, and it restores... The blade and the sword and stuff like that. And I don't really know why we did that. We just did it. It wasn't like something. Oh, if, you know, something happens after that. It's just oh, congratulations, you you did that. <laughs> um, we're gonna give you some praise, and we are also going to um, show you a constellation. And uh, they, yeah, we haven't mentioned the, mentioned these yet, but for every ability, you have to fill in a constellation first. So yeah. When we first got the restoration, you know, I honestly had some trouble the first time that they showed the constellation. uh, Because basically there's a constellation that's missing one or two stars, and all you have to do is drop your brush down to put a dot where the star should be to to finish it. But I was trying to draw a star like you do on a paper. Wow. And it was humongous, (laughs) and I'm like, this isn't working at all. So then I tried to... I tried to, like, draw along the line. That didn't work. I'm like, what is going on here? And then in the end, it's just make a dot. I'm like, oh, all right. I guess I feel stupid. Yeah, that's that's the best thing to do. <laughs> so all you have to do is drop a dot where it looks like there should be a star. Uh, I, I just thought you had to just draw the line connecting them, and I was like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what yeah, I did. I messed that up once or twice. But, um, yeah, so you, you get your constellation and your first official uh ability is the uh, the slash. You get a sword slash kind of thing. Uh, this will allow you to cut down trees, do other things like that, but it also helps you out in combat. So, <clears throat> I guess I should just go ahead and mention the combat, because you get to use it. Do, do, you, do you have enemies in this area here, or no? Or is it whenever you leave? I think it's whenever you leave. I, I think it's after you leave the village the first time right well i mean you fight stuff before that but you don't fight them in the whole 
Oh, an arena popped up thing. I think. I may be wrong. Because I thought, you know, as soon as you go through the river of the heavens, you're basically in the village. And then I thought once you leave and come back, then the people are turned to stone. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And then you have to go up and talk to Mr. Oranges up on the, the, the sacred deck there. Yeah. So. And I, I thought the first people you fight are are in that little in-between area, right between the, the, the sacred deck up there and the village below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first place, yeah. I You know, it, but anyway, so the combat I should explain is basically... If for most instances you're in this small arena where you can't necessarily escape unless you attack certain points in the walls that you allow you to escape. Um, oh yeah, I forgot you could do that. I yeah, haven't done that yet. I don't need to. That's the problem. <laughs> and yeah. and that was one of my gripes with the game. The game is amazing, but it's way too easy to the point where you can just button mash. So. In these arenas, you'll have enemies pop up. These enemies may be like... They're usually some type of animal, like a monkey or a bird or something like that. And um, you you can attack it, obviously, with a regular slash. It's like a um, it's a reflector, I believe is what it's called. Um, that's on the back of uh, Amy. And um, obviously, you can upgrade the abilities and things like that, but you can just hit square three times, and it does like a three-hit combo. Yep. But you can also decide to draw a slash on the enemy using the uh, celestial brush, and it does a. An, is it power more powerful than the regular attacks, or what? It's way more powerful than one attack. I don't know how it compares to like a full three or four hit combo. Right. It seems pretty powerful though. Yeah, and uh, sometimes enemies can only be hurt by that like there's some enemies where they have like a guitar in their hand and they'll use yeah. the, you'll use the guitar to block your attacks so you use the the brush to slash the guitar in half and he drops it then you can attack again so um it it, it falls into the combat as well uh, the combat is very simplistic so far i haven't had a single problem out of anything I've upgraded my attacks once, and it was just so I could do an extra hit. Yeah, that's all I did, too. Um, but anyway, so we come back to the village, and we notice that the village, everybody is a statue. And um, we don't know really what's going on. So um, we have to um, basically... Was there a tree that we had to rejuvenate in this area? What did we have to do to save this village? Uh, well, I know that we had to head back up and talk to Mr. Oranges. He's, he's still okay. Yeah, because he's outside the village up on his sacred deck. And is this where he does his little dance or is that later that's later that's way later because i know he f he fixes a tree that way but damn i can't remember that's crazy wait a minute yeah 
You go up and talk to him, though, and then you go back to the village. But then I thought you just leave... I don't know. Or maybe this village isn't frozen solid? No, it's this village that's... Everybody's turned to stone. It must just be that you... I can't think of where the... The guardian sapling is, though, that you have to... That you have to rejuvenate. Go to the sacred deck. Once there, Issen whines about being there being no sun. Ah, you've got to do the sun thing. Oh, that's right. That's right. The, you basically heal this village in stages. Yeah. So once you make the sun up by the deck, that frees everybody from being turned to stone, but you haven't actually rejuvenated everything. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, Amy is the sun, is a sun goddess, and um, already has the ability to create a sun at any time. Because the, the 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 yeah yeah that's it. Because the the whole sky is pitch black. So, draw a circle in the sky, a sun appears, and it unfreezes everybody. But it's still kind of not. There's a lot of dead trees around. Too. Yeah, there's a lot of dead trees around. Um. At this point, you can go to the village, you can talk to different people and stuff like that, uh, and do these small little, almost like side quests. Uh, yeah, I never did the radish one, where you have to try and pull up all the radishes. Yeah, I did. get smacked by that lady. I did that one, that was pretty simple. Um, got a trophy for it, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like these little small things. You can, get, you get, you can talk to all the people. And things like that, but uh, unfortunately, you can't really do much here after that. Well, there's a couple that you have to do. Well, there's one. Which one? It's the one where with you the... have to you have to repair the water wheel. Yeah. So that what's her face can make the sake. Sake. So that you can then give that to Susano. So that he can cut through the rocks, so you can get out of the village. So you can leave, yeah. Um. So there's these big rocks in the middle of the way to get out of the village. They said, "Hey, wake up the 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 warrior who um who is a descendant of the the ancient warrior that defeated the evil." Yeah. So, so you, he is always bragging that he's Nagi's descendant, but yeah, you get there. You get there, and he's this he's asleep the entire time. Um, kind of find out this dude is kind of an idiot. Yeah. Not very strong, and uh, is a little overconfident. Actually, a lot overconfident. <laughs> but uh, he, he also knows that he's not doing any of this stuff, I think. But he's playing it off like he is. Because, um, so he has to train first before he can take on these rocks. <laughs> <laughs> During this training session, you have to basically slash everything that he hits so it looks like he actually did it. Um, then he has the confidence to go slash the rock, which, of course, you do on your own. Yeah. But you couldn't do it before. Yeah, you couldn't do it before. But, um... So after that, he goes off and decides he's going to be the hero of the of Nippon, and, um... Just, you know, he, he's, he runs off saying he's going to defeat some stuff. So, uh... You guys decide to leave the village, and, um... I guess go to more to, to reju rejuvenate more trees. 
Yeah. Um, you come out to uh, this gigantic field. Um, Shinshu. Shinshu field. Um, and you can definitely tell that the uh, the evil has hit it because it's, it seems like it's completely cursed. It's all black and there's enemies everywhere. And it's it, you can't really um, I mean it, nothing nothing is right. There's a, there's a big tree that you can that can possibly be rejuvenated. It's one of uh, Sakia's trees. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, there's this big like dark. It's, it's basically like a dark cloud that's over the whole area, so you can't really get to it. But um, you get this idea from Issen saying, hey, we should go check out this uh, this little valley. Um, there, there's another tree down there that we could possibly fix. So you head down to Hana Valley. Or Hannah Valley. Hannah, Hana, Hana Valley. Um, and this is basically your first <laughs> kind of dungeon, but not really. <laughs> it's your introduction to dungeons. And um, it's actually very simple. Yeah. You run down a path. Um, you see Susano in there. Yeah, he's he's there. He, he's he's figuring out this is this is a prob- probably a good place to hide. That's what he says. He says he's going to train, but he then he whispers to himself that it may be a good place to hide too. Um, he's also was he it, when, when's he fight the bear? Uh, that's after you get inside, right? Yeah, you have to figure out a way inside, which it, it's really simple how to get inside, but the game apparently thinks that you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and tells you three times. What you need to do. After how long the beginning was, I was like, come on, stop bothering me with this crap. Yeah. So it's like, hey, that picture, there's something up with that picture. There's something wrong with it. Doesn't it look like it's missing something? Yeah. And then you go talk to the guy. Then he's like, maybe that picture. (laughs) You know? And so I'm like, all right, all right, let's, let's see here. Let me, there's obviously a sun missing from the picture. Yeah, very clearly. And so we draw a sun there, and oh well, the the gate opens, and we can go inside now. And you're like, I knew it. I knew the sun would do that. You know, I'm just like, no shit. So, so we go inside, and it's almost like a little temple. Yeah. Um, here it, the, in this temple, there is like a um. There's obviously a, a, a tree. That tiny, we, tiny little sapling. Yeah, that we can reju- rejuvenate. Um, but unfortunately, uh, it's the, you can't... The sun has to beam on it correctly. Indiana Jones style. Yes. So you have to, <laughs> you have to use a mirror to, to basically make the sun beam on it. Well, the mirror's missing... Even though I and, and truth be told, I, I like I was like, damn, I'm, I keep drawing the sun. I'm like, well, it's not working, and I I, like, I don't know, really know where the hell to go. Apparently, I missed a com- I completely missed a fucking corridor I could have went down because mm. that's where the bear was and and blowing a t- snot bubble. Yes, that's <laughs> that's the Japanese way of sleeping. hilarious <laughs> sleeping. 
um, but he scares it off, or or actually, you, you have to slash him. You have to slash the bear, uh, which it, seems wrong because he's not really doing anything. Yeah, yeah. That's and they even say that. <laughs> Why are you messing with this bear? Leave it alone. It's just sleeping. But um, slash the bear. It's still sleeping. He runs off, and you. And he was standing on a giant glass marble. Yes. So you take the the marble and you roll it over there to where you need to take it. Um, when you put it there, a nice little water fountain starts and it kind of floats in the water. Uh, you draw a sun into the uh, sky where it's shining, and it comes down and um, rejuvenates the. Uh, the, the cave, I guess, or the whole area, the valley. Yeah. Um, and that was the beginning of whenever I, I saw, man, this game looks beautiful. Whenever yes. Whenever they did the whole everything turns green again, flowers bloom, stuff like that, I was like, man, this game looks amazing in HD. And it really does. Yeah, because... So, I, I was excited to get this game the day it came out. Back in 2006. And... It was beautiful then, but I'm not going to lie, it was a bit of a letdown on day one because there's no widescreen in the original game. Everything's, you can tell that the artistic intent is great, but it technically just didn't come across as well as it should. So from that day, or as soon as they started making HD remakes, like this has always been the one game it would benefit so much from an HD remake because the art style is superb, but technically it just never was allowed to shine. And yeah. and this game really does now. It And it, it's not so much like in most HD remakes, it's just bumping up the resolution. I would say here, the more important aspect is the the native widescreen and the, the color saturation because everything is just so vibrant. Yeah. And everything looks like a painting, and the colors are just so smooth and so nice. It looks very, very well, and it, I like it. It, it I mean, this it, it holds up. That's the thing. For the most part, this game really holds up. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it's not that old, but I mean, you know, I've played a lot of PS2 games that don't hold up. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's it's actually very impressive, and I mean, you know, in my review, I stress it a lot, but. Um, so yeah, uh, after, uh, rejuvenating the valley, you can now go back to the, uh, Shinshu field and, uh, which has been mostly restored, par- yeah, partially restored enough to where you can go to that other tree and restore it because this is like when you, when you restored the tree, the sun, you got a new, uh, brush technique. Yeah, from Sakagami. You get the power of bloom. Yes, you can make trees bloom by circling them. Or trying to circle them and then mess up and then do it again. Or oblong things that aren't really circles but somehow get recognized. When you oval the tree, (laughs) it blooms. So, um... And so you can you, you can now bloom the trees, which is actually very simple. I mean, you just gotta draw a circle on the tree. Uh, and you can revitalize this tree as well. And it basically, for the most part, rejuvenates the entire field. Sort of like Prince of Persia, the remake, right? 
Yeah, yeah. The heal, you know, you have to heal the fertile grounds. Yeah. If you will. Um so, you know, doing that it um it, it it now allows you to go around the entire field. You can also see a lot better too. And um you meet up with a couple of people, you know, you see it, you see a merchant there who will buy uh items from you but also sell you items as well um and i I believe in the field i may be wrong but i believe in the field is the first time you can start feeding animals uh yeah i don't know if you could feed them in the in the village before i don't think you could yeah so well regardless it's something that you need to do a lot of is feed animals yeah once you feed a group you don't have to do it again but um, basically what you do is this is when you start learning about praise. Praise allows you to upgrade your character, more health, more ink. Cause see, every time you use your ink, it, it actually uses up a, a portion on a gauge and you can also hold more money. You can upgrade your, your, your money bag. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little weird cause you don't get XP directly from, fighting enemies in this game, right? You just get money and... Correct. But usually when you restore something, these animals appear, and then when you feed them, that's how you get the praise, which is basically your your XP. Yes. You can also restore small things as well. So, like, you can... um, You'll see in an area where, like, a little... It's almost like a light beam is falling down from the sky and hitting somewhere. You can dig in that area and it will bring up a small little plant. It's almost like a four leaf clover. clover. Yeah. Uh, and you can rejuvenate that and it kind of rejuvenates the, the little area around it. And, and there's also just little dead spots. Yeah. Um, the, those will give you praise as well. The praise points you can, you know, use the points to upgrade things. Um, which I hadn't really done until I got to one of the big bosses right before I stopped playing today. Yeah. Uh, it was very clear that a big boss was coming up. So I'm like, ah, I guess it's time to spend all these praise points. Because, again, the game is rather easy, so you're not really in any rush to upgrade yourself. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Not to mention there are health items, which I didn't ever really need until I got to that boss battle. I'm still kind of confused on this. I'm eating fruit. And other things. And it's filling up a gauge. The hell's that gauge for? That gauge looks like it has to do with uh, like a resurrection. Okay. So if you die in battle, instead of going back to a checkpoint, you can resurrect right there if your fruit pouch is full. Astral pouch, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> your astral pouch. The um, I haven't. I have yet to fill it, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I haven't either. I think I upgraded it. But it still wasn't full. Yeah. So, um... But it's the bones that you... Uh, that you eat to refill your... Your health gauge. Sun, sunspots? Your sun gauge? Uh, solar points, I believe. Solar points. It could be. I can't remember. But, um... So in this field that you've just restored, um, there are still these little areas um, that um, are cursed... You can walk through a gate, and when you defeat those enemies, they will. It, it basically restores that small area right there. 
Yeah, the demon gates. The demon gates, yeah. Um, and there's also like these looks like little tickets running around. Oh, the scrolls. The scrolls, yeah. And they they kind of chase you down. And if they catch you, you go into like a small arena where you have to fight some enemies. I haven't found any real reason to do that. Except for getting money. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. I essentially just try to avoid them because... I it's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying and I haven't really found the money to be that important yet because the only thing I've bought is feed. Yeah. So, um, when you're in the field, you, um, you can go to a certain amount of areas, uh... Whether that be, uh, you go back to the village if you want to, or you can do some exploring. There's two places that they want you to go to when exploring. You can go to the the entrance, basically, of the um, the forest. The uh, what's it called? The Agata. Agata Forest. Yeah, that was really annoying because I I went up and I, I fixed a little dead spot up there off to the left of the entrance. Uh huh. And then I sat there and and I. Interacted with that little stone, the the stone that kind of tells you about the Agata Forest. Uh, but apparently that wasn't what they wanted me to look at. And there's also a sign on the other side of the entrance that I was supposed to look at. So it, it wasn't happy with my trying to go back to the village until I went back and looked at that sign, even though it didn't tell me really anything that was different than what was on the stone that I looked at. So. That, yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. I thought that was a little bit annoying. Well, I figured I was like, well, fuck, I guess I got to jump in the water and try and swim there. Yeah. No, I died. Or got sent back. But Yeah, dying, so... Now that you mentioned it, dying doesn't really have any effect in this game, does it? I don't believe so. I, I mean, I could probably be probably another reason why it's kind of easy. Yeah, see, <laughs> it doesn't that's, really matter if you die. I mean, I haven't died in combat, so I really don't know. I mean, it may it may matter in combat. You may go back to your last save. I hope see, not. I, I doubt you would go back to your save. I think you would just go back to your last like checkpoint. Which are there checkpoints? There, there are checkpoints before the bosses, or before at least before the. One of the bosses, there's, they call him the Golden Gate. Okay. And, and they make a point of saying that this is a checkpoint that's good until you turn the game off. Okay. So it doesn't count as a save point, just a checkpoint. Check gotcha. Okay. But yeah, I don't know what would happen. I, th I think if you died in a regular battle, it would just exit you from that battle and nothing would happen. Hmm. But yeah, I haven't died either during the, the normal battles. Well, so you go to there, but there's also one other place that they want you to go, and it's down to the um, pyromancer. Is that what it's called? They call him the pyrotechnist. Pyrotechnist. Tama. Tama. Yeah. In front of the moon gate. And um, you can only see him at night. So there is a day and night cycle in the game. How long do you think each cycle lasts? Ten minutes? If that? Yeah, I I don't know. I Basically, it felt like the game was day the entire time until I got to this field. And then it went dark at some point, so I just thought to myself, well, better draw a sun. 
and then I'm running around doing stuff, and they're like, you have to come back at night. I'm like, damn it. Shouldn't have drawn that sun. But yeah, it was probably only another five minutes or so after that that it switched. Yeah. It doesn't take long. So, um... You go to this guy's house. He's building a new special bomb. And uh, it's another one of those, hey, help out a dude. He's trying to put on a fireworks display, or is it a bomb that he's making? Is it the fireworks? I thought so, because I thought once you did it, you get to... They show the sky, and then there's all these fireworks going off, and different animal designs, and butterflies, and crap. Well, it does do that, but I, I don't know. He's, he, it's a bunch of bombs, though. He throws a bunch of bombs into a pit. Yeah. But anyway. He's a weirdo. So what happens is... Uh, you have to do another one of those. It stops time for a second. I don't really stop time. You just sit there and wait, and uh, you have to draw something. Hey, you have to draw something. Yeah. Um, luckily, he has a picture of essentially a bomb on his wall. So you just draw whatever it is, a circle with a line going through it, almost like a Q. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, it... You learn a new one. Now, do you know... Does it matter what side of the circle it goes through? I have no idea. I haven't tried. Because when it comes to doing the slash, I don't think you can do anything that's that far deviated from a horizontal line. I, I'm pretty sure that if you ever try to do a vertical slash, it won't register it. Huh. So you can do some diagonals, but I don't know what degree away from zero you can get. Gotcha. Okay. So I wasn't sure if it mattered where through the circle. Probably doesn't matter. I, for the bombs, but for the most part, yeah. Yeah. I've always just drew it like how they had it. Yeah, too. I always go through the upper right part of it. But um so you learn a new move, basically, that allows you to draw a bomb um that can destroy both enemies as well as um, cracks in the, the walls. That all seem to be glowing with light even if there's no light on the other side of it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know where that light's coming from. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's is that essential? Or is that, because there was it, it, essential. it is essential. Yes. Okay. Because, um, it, I mean, you have to do another constellation, obviously, and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um... And then there's a couple other things you can do. You can go check out the moon gate. So, basically, there was something in the middle of this lake that disappeared. It was a cave. Cave. And then when you go to investigate it, you find out that there's a little mountain in the middle of the lake now. With uh, some kind of mystical barrier that you can't get through. Yeah. And then the other thing is, if you talk to Tama again, or maybe you could do this the first time, but he gives you a list of enemies, of like named semi-boss-like enemies that you have to take out throughout the game. There's probably maybe eight of them. Really? Yeah, and so... I didn't know that. As soon as you leave his cabin... It'll automatically turn to night if it wasn't, because these eight enemies only come out at night. Okay. So as soon as I left the building, night fell, and then you fight the first one right outside his hut. And then 
it has you physically cross that name off the list with your brush. Uh, and then you've got the rest of them to, to hunt down, and he'll give you some reward once you kill them all. Okay, cool. But you can only see them at night. Huh. I'm, I should go back and get that then. Because I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, they're, they're not hard. They're uh, Not much is, but they're not even as hard as some of the other bosses. So, yeah, it's a... Something you might want might want to have, just so you can cross them off as whenever you in, encounter them. Gotcha. And then there's also the dojo. Yes, the dojo. We can talk about the dojo. Um, basically, where you learn new moves, obviously. And um, I don't know if I'll ever buy any, except, <laughs> except the one that I bought. Yeah, I didn't look at so there. There were four options, right? Two of them you could buy, and two of them were grayed out. Yeah. And I didn't look at what the two were that you couldn't buy. But of the two that were available, I'm like, yeah, I definitely want a fourth attack on my combo. And it was also cheaper. Yeah, that's true, too. So, um, yeah, but that's, that's like, in the field, that's pretty much all you can do. I mean, there's other small things like feeding animals and things like that, but um, for the most part, you're done here. You go back to the village. Yep. When you go back to the village, you can see that it's a little more rejuvenated. People are lively again and stuff like that, but it's not fully there yet. Now it's essentially everything but these dead trees, right? Yes. There's 14 dead trees. And these dead trees, what you have to do is... Draw a circle on them and get them rejuvenated. Bloom. I think you have to bloom them. Bloom them, basically. And um, you you get that information from the guy up at the on the uh, the cliff, the dancer, old man yeah. orange. Old man orange. Yeah. He says that he has a special dance that he can do that would possibly save the town, but he said he'd never do it again. And I'm like, well, don't be a dick, you know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm I'm putting my life on the line here. You can't do a dance. Yeah. So he so so unless all the trees are are brought back to life, I can't do it again. I'm like, okay. So we go around and we we do all the trees. Truth be told, that I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing that. I just started doing them because they were dropping fruit. Oh yeah, to fill up the pouch. Yeah, I, I just kept trying to fill up that pouch. <laughs> so I, I did them all. And um, there's an, another cutscene that you can't fucking skip the dialogue. I hate that so bad. Yeah, me too. You have to wait for it to. And I'm just like, my God. You know, there's some dialogue that you can just. Because I can There should be a standard where you hit X and all the text pops up. Exactly. And you hit X to go to the next one. That is pretty much universal, as far as I know, in all most RPGs. I don't know why it's not implemented here. I don't know why either. It's it like drags out all these exposition parts. It's for it's for quote unquote important dialogue that they won't let you do it. I guess. So anyway, he he sees that the trees are back, and he wants to do a special dance that can rejuvenate the entire village. So that's what he does. He starts doing this dance, and the dance starts making trees bloom. And then it's your turn. 
you have to start making trees bloom by doing a circle. Sort of like a QTE. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically a quick time event. And uh, I failed this thing probably four times. <laughs> yeah, because it's four, right? You have to do four circles in a row? Yeah. Without messing up? Yeah, and I never could get the second one for some odd reason. The first <laughs> one was easy. I do that second one, and... It, and oh god, you had you couldn't skip the dialogue again. You had to do the whole fucking dialogue. I'm like, oh my god, this is stupid. Yeah. So finally got it done. It rejuvenated the entire village. Sakia comes up. Well done. Yay. Here's of course, Isin wants his praise, but <laughs> yeah, he's he's still going on. Isin. It needs to be noted that the first time you find Ensign, he is in the cleavage of Sakia. And he makes references to that throughout the the beginning of the game. He's like, oh, I'll just get back in your kimono. Yeah. Let's Which, see. I don't know. Did you ever look at the kimono that she wears? No. Why? So it looks like a dress, except there's a giant hole cut out right over her butt. Huh. Butt is just free-floating, ex- fully exposed. It's not, it's not sexualized in any way because of the way the game looks. But it's really weird that she's wearing a dress just with no butt. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's easy access to poop. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's like whenever that, you... That's actually exactly what I thought when I saw it. Yeah, it's when you wear them like booties, they have the little button things that you can undo. I was thinking, is this supposed to be sexy? Because the only thing I can think of that you would need that there for is so that you can take a dump. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, she shows up and says, oh, good for you. Here's some praise. And uh, also, hey, look, there's a constellation that we can do. And so we do that constellation and we gain a new ability um, that allows us to basically make platforms on the water. Lily pads. Lily pads in the form of lily pads. Yeah, so we haven't talked at all in, in there they're not really a part of the game at all about these different 13 different gods that you have to get these powers from. Okay. But every one of them looks like a Dr. Seuss character to me. Pretty much, yeah. Like, they're supposed to be monkeys or whatever, but they look like these weird-shaped people in a monkey suit, and there's something... They look strange to me. Well, one of them was a boar. Yeah, one of them was a boar. Uh, there was a a monkey, obviously, that played a horn. That was the one that we d- were just talking about. So um, all three of these are monkeys, right? So they're talking about how they're the triumvirate of something or other. Yeah. So the guy who gave you the cherry bomb, and now this is the second guy that gives you the lily pads. These two are, are monkeys, and the third one is also. So, yeah, they're weird looking. Every, I just thought they Every character in this game looks kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, and it's also, there's a couple of times where... You're, you get to see yourself through as other people see you, uh-huh. and you just look like a white wolf. Like, you don't have any of the red markings on you. You don't have the, the thing on your back. You don't have the little tufts of hair that look like wings. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. I never noticed that. So maybe maybe they, these things look more normal if you were to strip them from all their godlike things. True. Extra stuff. That's very observant of you. I didn't know that. It also happens. I, th- it, it happened to me once. Just when I used up all my ink, I think I lost all my color, and I was just the white wolf with no markings. Huh. Interesting. And then all of a sudden, it came back to me. Huh. Okay. 
Well, there you go. Because they mention a couple times in the game that people can't see you as you really are. Yeah. So, um, you have, you now have the ability to go to the forest. Um, because now you don't drown whenever you go there. So I drove, you know, you drove, you go back to the field, you draw your circles. And, um, yeah, you go to the forest. I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple trek there. Yeah, since you know, since you're very well aware of where it is, because we both kind of were hovering around that entrance trying to get in when we couldn't. Uh, so as soon as you get the lily pads, it's pretty quick to get back to the entrance and head over to the Agata Forest. Yeah. And, um, I mean, do you do you want to just stop there? Or you want to keep going? You want to talk about your stuff? Uh, we, we could stop there, because there's some stuff that I want to discuss once we both... Get there. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Boss. Okay. That's fine. We can. I mean, because we we we, we've on about an hour, so, and I think it's a pretty good stopping point. I mean, this may be somewhat of a long game. I don't know how fast the rest of it is going to go, but um, we'll see. It may be. I'm saying we're going to try to shoot for three episodes, possibly. Three. Yeah. That that sounds about right. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, so I mean, what do you what do you think about the game so far? Uh, I I'm really glad that you had talked to me into getting the HD version because it's a game that I I, I liked when I first played it, but I never put the time oh. into it to get real far. I probably about where I where I got to, right? Which was only maybe two sections farther than where we talked to today. Uh, that's about how far I had also gotten previously. Gotcha. And, you know, I enjoyed the game, but it, it really just looks outstanding now. So I'm glad I get to play through it and kind of in the way that I would have liked to play through it. Absolutely. I highly suggest anybody out there that's listening, you got a PS3. How much was it? $20? 20 yeah. 20 It is well worth 20 bucks. Yeah, I've bought a lot of these HD remakes, and this... This is the one of the best... It, it, it's the one where it matters the most, I would say. As far as the HD part goes, yeah. Yeah. Because so much of what you're doing is about the world around you. It's about rejuvenating the world. And every time you jump, little little flowers come out from behind you. Yeah. And it, it, it just... One of the, the selling points of this game is the art style. And, and this is the way to really get it through. Whereas in other games, you, it's the same game, but... It, it doesn't really matter if it's HD or not. Yeah, it, the the attention to detail is really good in this game. Yeah, a lot more of what they intended comes through, I think. Yeah. However, I, I will say that through where I'm playing now, I'm a little nervous that the game is going to get real repetitive. Okay. Because uh, we got to the field, there were some things that we had to do, then we went to the next section. Now we're in the forest... We're heading to the forest. There's a couple of things that you have to do, and then you go to the next section. And, you know, we, we've knocked out five or six of these different powers out of the 13 or so that we need. Yeah. And I kind of feel like the rest of the game is just going to be, all right, that's power number six, that's power number seven, that's power number eight. And I don't know, like, I'm scared that the middle of this game is going to be meaningless. And then at the end, you'll save the world. Every everything will be fine. But 
Welcome to The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> That's basically what it was. I mean, you're working to get, you know, it depends on the game you're playing, but I mean, you want to obtain certain, there's always an item that you get after beating a boss that, um, you know, sometimes you have to collect three of them and it opens up a big cutscene thing or, you know, it's, it's, it's always something like that. None of these things are really story driven. It's it's kind of the way I felt about the first Dead Space, where since each thing was so isolated, basically, it's just h- however many sections they have the time and money to put in, they'll put in. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter if there are th- five powers in this game or if there are 50 powers in the game. It's just uh, how many do they want to put in? Yeah, so sounds I, about right. I, I'm a little nervous about about it dragging or getting weighed down a little bit in the middle, but you know, I guess we won't know until we get there. That's true. Although there was one one comment I wanted to make based on your review that I was reading, uh, basically as soon as you posted it because I knew we were going to play this. Uh, you said in the game you will never really get, or you said in the review that you'll never really get stumped on where to go or what to do. It does a great job of telling you exactly. What you need to do in order to succeed. Except for that one part. Yeah, I I don't feel like the game does a good job of telling you where you need to go. You think so? so? I've played it in such a condensed time period that I haven't really lost track of where I need to go yet. But if you were to put this game down for a few days, there's no way to put an arrow on screen to point you towards where you have to go. Uh, once you finally get the journal entries that... Remind tell you, you what you're supposed to do. They're not very helpful. Well, I thought once you get into the forest, there was a couple of times where I wasn't sure what to do at all, and you you go check out the journal and it just says, "This guy wants to go fishing. Help him out." But there's no. I I don't know. That that was just one of the things. It hasn't really been a problem yet, but I don't know that the game does a great job of telling you where to go other than the times where it beats you over the head and tells you exactly what to do that's, like four times. Yeah, see, that's that's what I was kind of alluding to was that this game kind of beats you over the head with some things. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's kind of the extreme. Either it tells you nothing or it tells or you it everything tells you constantly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because, Thanks. like, if you were, like, let's say when you were trying to rejuvenate the trees, the the 14 trees in the village... I don't know that there was any way to know exactly what you were supposed to do. Or even when you were in the village the first time, and basically all they've told you to do is talk to the villagers. So other than trial and error, just talking to every single person, there's no way in any of the menus or any indicator that tells you this is what you need to do to proceed. Well, I mean, you had to talk to that villager that was stuck in front of the rocks. Yeah, and he told you where to go from there. But I don't know. Like I, I found out about the whole blossom thing because, like, I went up to the guy who was doing the thing because I, I mean, you know, I was just running around. Yeah, and then he he mentioned something about if the trees bloom again. Right, but he's so far out of the village, and this is the problem I've always had with games that don't help you out, is that if you're in the village and you think, all right, there's something i got to do in the village, you could spend hours walking around the village testing every little thing and never know that you have to go way outside the village to talk to this one guy 
to then figure out what you have to do. Like there should be, there's nothing in the menus that tells you to go talk to that guy. I think. I think there's a couple of people that tell you. Yeah, a couple of characters in the game, but yeah, if you are breezing through the dialogue or whatever, not paying attention, you, uh -oh. you know that there's no way. Like, yeah, the game tries to help you out, but it doesn't. It doesn't tell you, and there's no way you can go to your journal and figure out what you have to do based on what they give you. Yeah, see, that's the thing. They 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 sometimes give you an arrow to follow. Yeah, weirdly, why one or two times in the game. They really make sure you know where to go. And they don't. I don't, I don't know. That's, that is seems a little uneven in that respect. but That is strange. I don't know why they did that. Huh. Well, thanks for calling me out on my review. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to hear that. But, um... Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how far it's going to go. I, I want to see what it's going to do. Yeah, I... I'm excited to play through it. It's this is one of the games. So when we were initially doing the game club, there was Psychonauts, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, Beyond Good and Evil, and then this was the third one that I really, really wanted to do at some point. So I'm, I'm glad that we're finally getting a chance to. Okay, well, cool. I'm, I'm glad to. I, I, this is a game that I've always been eyeing after. It was basically like when the HD version comes out, that's when I'll play it. You know, kind of thing. So, it just so happens I had to review it. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, I do appreciate everyone listening. Uh, let me check and see if we got any um iTunes reviews because we may or we may not, depending. Well, I know we haven't had a, a, a show in a couple of weeks, but um, hopefully we'll be back to a regular schedule. Are we shooting to record on Thursday to get uh, back to our usual time, or are, are we still going to be off schedule for for a little while? I think we might be off schedule because okay. you know, I mean, this is this this episode will more than likely go up Friday. Okay. So, so this coming Friday, so we're recording kind of early, but um, let's see here. This is bad airtime, but whatever. <laughs> there we go, Phoenix down. Check and see if we get any iTunes reviews. If you don't, if uh, if you haven't sent us an iTunes review, please let us know how we are. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, we do not. The last one is you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I do appreciate everybody listening. Um, if you want to suggest a game to us after Okami or after whatever game we figure out, um, please don't hesitate to uh, let me know. Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter at DML Fury and at R-E-M-G-S. Um, you can also send us a, both an email. Um, they're both um, at ztgamedomain.com. It's Frustrated Fury as well as, I guess, Matt Quinn. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and so just uh, send us an email. If you just send an email to, <laughs> hey, that asshole at ztgamedomain.com, <laughs> it'll, it'll work. <laughs> uh, it's going to go to the same thing. But... um. Yeah, just uh, definitely uh, send us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. I'm on Twitter a lot, so you know if you want to add me on Twitter, definitely do that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, we'll leave it off there. But we'll be back next week pretty much guaranteed um, if everything goes according to plan with some more commie. Um, but anyway, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. We'll catch you guys next week. 